Gossipers. Welcome back to Gossipin'. I'm Natalie. I'm Vanessa. And it's Jeanette. And you're listening to Gossipin', the podcast where we gossip while we sip. Hi, Gossipers. Welcome back to Gossipin'. We have put together a very informative episode for you today. It's your host, Jeanette. And I'm going to be running through a couple different things. There's just a lot going on in the world right now and things that really uh, grabbed our attention. So... Without further ado, we're going to jump right in. I'm sure a lot of you have heard about the recent Idaho murders, and I'm going to give everyone a rundown just so that we have our bases covered. But essentially, it's it happened in a town called Moscow, right? Really? I thought it is. Yeah, like the mule? Or no, I'm sorry. What do you mean, like, really? Did you not read this? I hate when no, you no, do this. No, no, I read it. I read it. I have notes. I just forgot the name of the place. What is the name of the place? It's um, all right. It's in Idaho. It, but it's like, right, it, it, I remember, you know why I remember Moscow is because I'm like, it has something to do with Russia. Um, but disclaimer, <laughs> Russia is not involved in the murders. My uh, co-host will fact check me here. It is Moscow. Moscow. See, you know, I should have never second guessed myself. I know, okay. for real. Now right. everything you're saying discredited. <laughs> I now no one believes you. Okay, so on Saturday, November 12th, murders happen in Idaho. I'm sorry, I'm reading my notes. So to give you guys a breakdown, essentially, it's a college house. There's a total of five girls that live there. There are four victims. Three of them were female, which were all roommates. And one of them was the boyfriend of one of the girls. There are two surviving roommates, and we'll get to that shortly. So now to the timeline. On Saturday, November 12th, the couple, I'm just going to call them the couple, um, goes to a Sigma Chi party, which is a fraternity that the young man was a part of. And the other two roommates, the other two victims, um, the two girls, went out to a local sports bar. And then post the sports bar, they went out and grabbed some food late at night. um, And they were seen on a Twitch live stream. Um, So we do have evidence and video of them ordering the food. After they order their food, um, they use a rideshare app, I believe, to get home. And then the the two surviving girls, the final two girls, allegedly had been out of town and had just gotten back in. The crimes are currently believed to have happened between 2 and 5 a.m. The two victims, two of the, the two girls that had been out earlier at the bar, called a man by the name Jack called him about six or seven times repeatedly uh this boy jack was one of the girl's exes um and the two surviving roommates later that night or later that morning i should say the crimes happened like i said between 2 and 5 a.m so when i say night i mean like that night but later in that morning the morning post the crimes the two surviving roommates called before calling police call some friends and i think this is a part that a lot of people don't know a lot of these friends just showed up And then after that, one of the roommates calls the police about an unconscious person. And this is kind of what we know as of right now. That's essentially, in a nutshell, the crime, a little rough timeline of what happened. You may have noticed that we have more information about the two girls that are victims. They do have, again, the live stream. They have the rideshare timestamp, etc., where the couple, they weren't seen after 9 p.m. So there's a big time between when they were seen to when they went home where we're not really sure what happened. Uh, Not sure if it's relevant, but the home, the frat house and the house where they were staying that night is about five, seven minute walk. So it's not like 
it's really far or anything like that. Now to what the police says. Uh, police says that the two survivors are not suspects in the murder. So the two girls that were in the home during the crime are not suspects. Uh, the weapon, the murder weapon has not been found at this time. And police claim that it is a military style knife. There was a potential stalker that had been brought up as of recently. And these are all kind of like the recent developments since the crime happened. One of the families and the friends had brought up that one of the girls had a stalker. He was looked into and he was cleared. Another person that people kind of brought questions up about was the Uber driver or the, I'm sorry, the rideshare app driver. He was also cleared of any blame. Like I mentioned, the two surviving roommates were cleared. The Jack, the ex-boyfriend, uh, the police hasn't claimed that he's cleared However, the family of the girl that he dated has stated publicly that he is a part of their family and they stand behind him 100%. And he's also, I guess, like collateral damage going through, you know, the mourning process of this whole deal. And then, yeah, the police also claim that anyone in the house at the time of the call was also cleared. So not only the two roommates, but the people that they invited over. And I say people, I don't know if it's one person, I don't know if it's two, three not really sure what happened there. Another just like couple little things that I figured were important to this. Uh, no sign of force entry. So the door was not broken down. Windows were not broken. And I mean, the door might have been unlocked and maybe the murderer knew that. Yeah. But they just kind of walked in like they were another tenant. Another thing, too, is they do have a dog. So the five girls had a dog. The dog did not bark. The dog it said it wasn't found at the scene. Like there was no yeah. animal there. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know if he was there, if he had been dropped off elsewhere, yeah. and then also screams were not heard by the survivors. So that is what we know as of today. I want to point out a couple different things, and I think this case has gotten so much traction because I think first and foremost, the oddities in the case, the fact that usually you think, oh, you know, if I'm home alone, like that's when bad things happen type of thing. This is a home where there were multiple people in the house. And so I think that kind of, at least for me personally, provides some type of peace of mind when you have roommates. And at least when you have that many roommates, I think the other oddity and probably more relevant is the fact that of the six people in the home were murdered and two were either spared on purpose or the killer didn't know they were there. That being said, I mean, you, without getting like super in the weeds about this, you have to really take a look at the layout of the house. So it's a three-story house. The The surviving roommates are on the first level. So a lot of people have said, you know, if you're kind of going into a house just to like go on a killing spree, odds are you're probably checking each door. So not only the police, but also a lot of people that are either PIs or in the crime scene world have said that these were definitely targeted crimes. And they do believe that the young man, the boyfriend of the girl, unfortunately was just collateral um damage in the situation meaning wrong they don't think that yeah. yeah they but don't you think know that when he was I, intentionally there and sorry not to interrupt you but when i read i remember when hearing about this they it said ground floor but i think it was a basement technically yeah so yeah, like but there's like stairs so it's like you kind of walk in and like you see the stairs there. I mean, I'm not sure. I haven't been in the home. I'm just yeah, going yeah, off yeah. of what I've seen. It could be one of those things where they were like, oh, because they said they were allegedly out of town. But then I've seen other articles where they were like, oh, they were out, but not in the same part of town. Yeah. So I'm, I don't know if they were out of town or not. Maybe the killer does know them. And they were like, oh, they're out of town. You know what I mean? So like maybe yeah. they didn't bother with going down there to begin with. I think Vanessa's right. From this photo, you from the photo of the house, like it, it looks like a two story house. But in all yeah. the reports, mm -hmm. it says 
there's three floors so there has to be some sort of basement yeah and it's probably one of those things because when like i when like i lived up north right and like there's some basements where you walk in and it's a small set of stairs it doesn't have to be deep so it could almost be like you walk in you see the living room so you like take like three steps up and it's like technically the second floor but it's technically the first yeah i wonder if that's what it is and like i don't know i lived in a five five in college and you'd be surprised like there was always a door open. Like I always, all of our rooms had locks. So like I always slept with my room locked, mm-hmm. but I remember like I'd go out into the kitchen and there'd be people in my house that I didn't even hear them come in in the, in the night. So like when I heard this happening, I was like, it very much could have happened because like I've slept through people coming into the house. Like I remember like I had a roommate who she was drunk and like left the window open and her like she had a friend crawling through the window. Like it's just, it's college, right? Like people are like stupid and not thinking about that kind of yeah. stuff. So when I saw this happening, I was like, this very much could have been a thing where like these girls were sleeping and they just, it could have been someone that they knew and they literally walked in and didn't know. So that's the thing. It says, so most of the police reports say that the two girls slept through the attacks. I mean, like, could you just imagine one, like the guilt possibly of people of just like not even knowing that this happened and also just. I mean, I personally think from all the information we have, and I think we did a good job at summing it up, but I think it has to be someone they know because like, I agree. there's a lot of intricacies like that yeah. you don't get from just like a random murderer, I guess you could say. Like they know all these people are, are tied together. They know all these people live together. They have to know the layout of the house to possibly avoid going in on the ground floor, basement, whatever, because it says the they were on the ground floor. So from what it seems like they were found on the second, like there was some sort of movement to get up to the second level to do attempts to murder them. I'm pretty sure there's only one, they're saying it's only one person that did this too, which is just crazy that other people don't, Oh, I don't know. You And I can't, strange. And I can't imagine how big Moscow, not Russia must be in Idaho. You know what I mean? It's a small town. town. It's probably one of those colleges that everyone knows each other or you're familiar with faces Mm -hmm. And it could have been an easy thing where they were like buying drugs and it was someone coming over or it could have been like someone from the fraternity sorority. It could have been a friend of a friend that was coming over. Like there's so many instances where this can happen. Like you guys lived away. You guys didn't like live in Orlando. You guys moved there for college. Like, you know what it's like? You meet so many people, so many, like, especially when you have random roommates and these girls, I think were sorority sisters. So it's like, they never know who from their hometown could have been visiting. And then there's that one crazy person. I don't know. I think it's someone that knew them personally. I I agree. I do think it's somebody that knew them. I have been listening to other podcasts and just kind of trying to keep up as much as I can with the developments, which another reason just to kind of loop back around why I think this case has had so much traction in the media, which I think is good. And ultimately, I know all of us really hope that the family can get some answers and, you know, mourn peacefully with what's going on. But a huge issue and some of the family members have been very vocal about this is how the police has been handling this and I think predominantly what a lot of people are saying and I'm I'm not an expert so I'm just saying what I have been seeing and reading online is that they just don't think the police has handled this properly with a couple different things the information they've released in the media which honestly is not a lot but also how they have handled the whole scene, the whole, the whole scenario. Another couple other things, like, I guess that are odd and why I really think this case is, like, just wild. I really have been kind of caught up in the detail that, okay, sure. I mean, listen, I'm a heavy sleeper. I'll sleep through anything. I say that easily. But I think the fact that they wake up, the two survivors, right? And again, 
like Vanessa said, survivor's guilt must be terrible. And I cannot imagine what they're going through losing their friends, you know, also kind of being like pointed at in this scenario. But they wake up and instead of immediately calling the police, they call other people. Mm -hmm. And then the one call that does come into the police is for one unconscious person. Now, sure, people act differently in, in, in scenarios where it's like fight or flight type of thing, right? So maybe they, that's just how they knew how to deal with it. Maybe they were in shock. Maybe they couldn't call the police. So they called somebody that could. There's so many things that could have happened. However, comma, I will say the crime scene from what we've been told, because obviously we haven't seen it, is that it, the crime scene was very gruesome. So it's not like, for example, and, and it's, it was done with a knife. So if you, if you commit a crime with a knife, it's either, in my opinion, and again, I'm very bloody, it's either very personal because think of, think of the range of a knife. Like you could shoot someone from like far away and like, it's still not that personal. If you kill somebody with a knife, it's either because you were like, I want to kill you. And I want to like, make sure that I see it, that it's done or you're a professional you know what I mean like you're either you've done it so many times that you're like this is nothing to me but I don't think it's an assassin I mean again it's Moscow Idaho it's college kids how much trouble could they have gotten themselves into to have an assassin come in like a professional trained killer I don't think I don't think that's the case but also Idaho is known for hunters so it could be someone who knows how to kill animals and can kill a human very fast they they did point yeah, they did say that it was, it's definitely a man. It's definitely one person. And it's either someone who is really skilled or someone who's a novice. My guess is that it's a novice because I've never killed someone. But from all of the research that I've done and from all the the cases, the murder cases that I've like looked into, killing with a knife is a lot of work. Like, it's not easy. It's not That's the easiest way to do it. It first like came out and I remember people were sort of like making fun of this on TikTok, but the... They were like, it's a crime of passion because mm-hmm. they said when you do it with a knife, it's very like, for lack of a better word, like intimate. It's very like you have an agenda against this person. Like right. exactly what you said, you want to see them die, basically. Right, right. And to me, it's like, I just, I I don't know. I I understand that the roommates were probably going through a lot, but I, I think, and I've also heard from a lot of people, that is a huge mistake when they called in these other people because a crime scene can be contaminated so easily. So now yeah. you think of how gruesome it is, right? Like blood gets everywhere. There, There's claims now that there's blood dripping out of the house. I don't know if you guys have seen that picture that's like going around online. There's they people think we don't know. It could be some red or brown substance, but there's blood kind of leaking out of the house where the siding meets the foundation. Like, think of how gruesome and how much blood there has to be for it to seep out of a home. Right. And now, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like that's, that's one of the things where I think eventually we're going to find out is that that crime scene was contaminated um, with the people that may have come over and that might've really hindered police and their investigation. Was it like the, cause it's saying here that they were found on both the sec, the second and the third floor. So we're like, two girls on one floor and then like the boyfriend girlfriend were on the third floor or were they all found together? I don't know if all the bodies were in one room. To my knowledge, the couple was sleeping in their room and then the other two girls, I don't know if they had individual rooms or separate rooms um, or they were roommates in one room is what I'm trying to say. I don't know what the sleeping arrangements were like, but I believe that they were all found in where they were asleep, whether it was the bed or the room. That's what I saw. 
So yeah. it's yeah. So it says that they were killed on the second and the third floor. So then that so also he moved means up. There, there was movement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then that also begs the question of like what it like his escape route. You know, like did he jump a window? The window in the middle, like the the ground floor or whatever, or I guess mm-hmm. would be the te- second floor. The window was found slid open. Okay, so yeah, so he got in and out that way. That's so like honestly, like I lived in a house five five and i used to be terrified i'd be like someone's gonna come in this house and kill me one day but i was just to the door and i was closest to the door i remember i got my dad to buy me a second deadbolt to the bathroom because my bathroom was technically supposed to be like it was my own bathroom but it could be communal to the house do you guys remember that yeah because two doors you had one door to your room and one door to the living room exactly so i remember i put made my dad put a second bolt on the bathroom door i don't know people are crazy you just never know this is most definitely going to be a Netflix special, I think sure. there's no way that this isn't going to turn into something big within the next year or so. And also very obviously the FBI is involved and there's other like agencies that are involved. Mm-hmm. So we really don't know how much the police knows, how much the authorities know, but this is just one of those cases that I think has really gotten everybody thinking just how odd the fucking case is like it's just wild the case is very very wild but one of the dads of the girls said that the police won't release the alibis of the people that they've interviewed right Mm. so that's i think that's another thing too and i don't and i don't know if the families are hindering or helping in this particular case i saw something too um the sister of one of the girls went on like the local news or something and was basically like the police aren't doing anything they aren't helping why aren't they investigating this guy why aren't they investigating this person that they called because it was when before they knew about the Jack person that they called multiple times. And then I think she brought up the stalker, too. And she was just like saying all these things, like naming people and like doing all this stuff. And like you understand it comes from a pace of place of pain and like wanting just something to happen. But all the comments were like, this is so detrimental to the case because one, like anybody who sees this is like, oh, shit, they're on to me if they're involved, you know, and yeah. They get a free ride out there, but it's also like you're just I do think and exactly what Jeanette said, like sometimes when it comes to and you see, yeah, the police mess up sometimes for sure. But there are other times reasons why some information is kept hidden. And so I remember reading the comments and everyone was like, this is not like this is not the way to do it. Like, I understand your frustrations, but it might be just making it worse. But hope hope we figure they figure out something and they find yeah. out what happens. Yeah, I agree. And before we move on, I do want to say their names. I know I didn't kind of run through it when I was going through the timeline and the information, but the victims' names are Kylie Gonsalves, Madison Mogan, Zana Cronadal, and her boyfriend, Ethan Chapin. Um, we will follow up and keep you guys posted with any other developments on this story. Shifting gears to another headline that I'm sure you are all very familiar with it, Balenciaga, the Balenciaga, has recently <laughs> been in uh, everyone's, probably for you, Paige, uh, if you guys are on TikTok. So to give you guys the rundown of what has happened with Balenciaga, essentially they came out recently with their uh, holiday campaign. Yeah, they released a holiday campaign showing small children with what seemed to be BDSM stuffed toys. I'm going to make a quick pause here. I will say I'm not into the BDSM, but when I looked at the pictures at first, I was like, Oh, but there were those dolls that were like goth high school or whatever. Goth- yes. Thank you. you. Know? I thought I was the only one. What? Okay. Go on. Because I, so, okay, I'm not discrediting anything. I just want to make yeah. a pause because I want to say again, 
I'm oblivious to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I saw the, at least not the purple bear, but there's like another bear and he kind of had the like black fish. bear, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the color, but there's yeah. like essential, like there's just a couple different bears in question, but wasn't there the like bears, a purple one with a black eye or something? Yeah. The, yeah. Okay. The purple one, the purple one, I think really, that's when I was like, Hmm, but there's another <laughs> bear because the purple one has like, he's got like, like a cho- like he's like strapped like a leather like, choker yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but anyways one of the bears i was like it was giving me like monster monster high i don't remember the name of the toys but it's it's like i know you're talking about yeah. you know like yeah. the goth dolls and yeah i was like why is everybody enraged for some goddamn goth dolls but anyways i'll have you know that's not the case i'm gonna continue with the synopsis <laughs> of the story so again they released the holiday campaign on the on the campaign you saw some children with what seemed like BDSM stuff toys. And also, again, here's one caveat. And a lot of people are claiming that what the the other campaign with the paperwork is not the same holiday campaign. But anyways, another Balenciaga campaign showed paperwork, showed court documents, I should say, excuse me, from the court United States versus Williams, a ruling that upheld the PROTECT Act which increased federal protections against child pornography. So a lot of people are thinking that those are the same campaign, but then I've also heard that they are separate campaigns. To me personally, it's still wrong. So does it really matter? Back to my story. So Balenciaga, after the uproar, um, Balenciaga then sued North Six Inc. and set designer Nicholas Desjardins for $25 million. The lawsuit has since been dropped But I do want to say that people have kind of taken matters into their own hands on social media, as well as uh, in person. A few stores uh, for Balenciaga worldwide have been defaced with graffitis. That is, in a nutshell, what has happened. Now, before I jump into the responses from all those involved, meaning Balenciaga, the photographer, the designer, the CEO, and the celebrities... Any feedback before I jump into the responses from the people? Natalie, I'll let you go first because I think mine is very controversial. Oh, wow. Okay. I remember, so I saw the photos and I was just like, what the fuck are they selling? Like, I was just like, I'm confused here. Like, because obviously Balenciaga is like clothes and bags. So I just, like the whole thing to me, I'm just like, why was this choice made? And then I remember seeing like, I just thought it was weird. Like, I thought the whole thing was so strange and I didn't like think that much into it, but I remember seeing it and being like, why is there a child? Why is that bear wearing that? And I was like, are they selling lingerie? But then I was like, why is there children? Like all of it was weird. As the first one, the first one of like the, the kids with like the bears and stuff. The other one, obviously I could have never seen that. The one where it came to like the court document and all that, but it's just like, I'll, I've done a lot of like deep dive into it now because what was very interesting, and, and I think you'll talk about this too, Jeanette, is at first Balenciaga was like, oh, we're going to sue the creative director and all the people behind this and figure it out. And then they went back and they were like, actually, like, we found that no, like, litigation is to take place because, like, nothing happened. And and everyone was sort of like, what do you mean you're going to sue? You guys did this. Like, who could you possibly sue? And then now all this stuff is coming out about, like, the photographers and all the people involved in this campaign and some weird shit that they've posted on Instagram. Like I think, and honestly it's Hollywood. It's all this, you know, we've been hearing about it forever. Child pornography cases, like all this stuff of, but just like really weirdos in the industry that 
have personal agendas that like find ways like this to sort of kind of creeping in without really making it known to everyone. So I don't know. I thought it was weird now looking now seeing the big picture. I'm like, I definitely think it's a little bit bigger than we think, but I don't know. Like what, like what a just strange thing to, to do, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's like, what was the reason behind it? it was, what is the point is, I guess my, my question for it. And read it and read it before um, Vanessa. Cause I know you had uh, some, some follow-up feedback, but to your point, Reddit and other online forums are going insane with this, right? So I do think that there's a lot of truth to this. And obviously this is something that's very serious and that I really hope Valenciaga sees the negative backlash from. But obviously people do take these opportunities to really run with this and come up with some crazy conspiracy theories. But anyway, Vanessa, what do you think? I am not saying this in defense of the brand. Before people come for me, I don't want to be canceled. I'm not defending the brand. I obviously condemn child pornography, like, ill. But I'm not going to lie. When I saw the pictures, I didn't think that deep into it. I saw it, and honestly, the first thing that popped into my head was Hot Topic. That was literally the first- I thought about that, too. I was like, why are we- And you know what? I also, maybe it's because my lack of, like, fashion knowledge, but I attributed to, like, the fact that grunge is back. Yeah, and, like, let's be honest here. Balenciaga is known for being weird. Do we not remember what how Kim K was dressed at the Met Gala? She was head to toe like black latex. Like they're known for being a weird brand. So when I saw the pictures and the kids aren't dressed like inappropriately, they're wearing like sweats and they're holding the teddy bears. And I honestly thought I was like, oh, it's like grunge teddy bears. Then when people were like, oh no, they're in BDSM. I was like, how would you make that correlation? Like I, I'm not in the BDSM community. So right. I would have I never have made that assumption. I was like, oh, it's just like grunge. It's goth. It's whatever. And then when I saw the court documents, that's when I thought things were a little suspicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we could all speak to the point because we all work in advertising that like when you are on set for like a shoot any type of activation, the amount of detail that you have to go through with a partner to get something off the ground is absolutely nuts. So I don't think who was in the room, first of all, when we were we approved the creative, when we approved the pictures, like there's so many things that go on like this shoot probably went on over a year ago. You have to Mm -hmm. go through so many steps for it to be approved from a legal standpoint, a PR standpoint. So I think there's something bigger here in the sense of like, Maybe Balenciaga did it to ruffle feathers, but because it involved children, it's why it's caused such an uproar. Like that wasn't the lane that they should have taken, obviously. But I also think I was just like, the teddy bears aside, I didn't see that correlation. The Mm -hmm. court documents, I do think that's a little strange. Like for you to choose that specifically. That's specific, exactly. Because that's a choice. Like someone had to print those out. Someone had to place them there. You had to get them in the shot. You had to get them in the shot to... So where you can visibly see it, you know, it's like that is so specific, exactly what you're saying. And I think like um, I was listening to this one podcast, do their take on it. And they were like, I think some it's someone high up. They're like, it's maybe not even this, you know, even the photographer was like, I just showed up on set. And he was like, take a picture of it. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, what they decide is their choice. Like, I'll help do things like my way, but I'm not going to tell them to move something or get rid of something. He was like, I-, I shoot them in my style. That's what they hired me for and whatever. Cause they were sort of blaming him in a way. I honestly think Balenciaga is, I don't know if they're necessarily like, su- like protecting someone that's higher up or what it is, but it just seems like they really were like, 
oh, trying to point fingers. And now they don't know who to point fingers at because everyone is on top of this now. So really anything they say, people are going to try to find some way to like them for it. I and I'm going to actually jump into the uh, responses here, uh, beginning with the photographer, as you mentioned. But before I do, I and honestly, not even just from being in the industry, but also just watching a lot of behind the scenes shows. And the first one I can think of is literally friends. They I'll never forget. They do this like interview with everybody that's behind the scenes. And one of those is called like the prop. It might be different for TV than it is for like printed ads, but Mm -hmm. like the prop person and their job is literally Anything that the models or the actors touch runs by them. Like yeah. they literally have yeah. a whole person and some places a whole division that's there for props. And your job is to make sure that you get the right props, the mm-hmm. right quality. I concur with your point, Vanessa. I don't think that this was a minor oversight. Even if they decide to play this off as like, oh, we have a database where we just print out court documents. Like that to me is still going to be like a cop out. I do want to say... So these are all the facts before I jump into the feedback from the people involved. A lot of people have also been talking about the books that are in the background of the photo shoot. Some of these artists, I guess, are like very like their genre is like demonic artwork. And then I guess Balenciaga. And like sexual artwork. Yeah, like, like yeah, some weird, that. just weird fucking shit. I don't know yeah. how else to call it. Okay. And then also Balenciaga's most recent um, show also depicted a lot of like dark um i haven't seen it so i can't really tell you but if you guys want to look up balenciaga's most recent runway show let me know if it's given demonic if it's given halloween in the meantime though i'm gonna jump into the feedback um all of the people involved so we'll start with the photographer and if i don't give names look it up so (laughs) photographer he says i'm not in a position to comment on balenciaga's choices but i must stress that i was not entitled in what whatsoever manner to neither choose the products, nor the models, nor the combination of the same. He also says, as a photographer, I was the I was only and solely requested to lit the given scene and take the shots according to my signature style. And I think we've all touched on it briefly, but right. That's like me hiring a fucking clown. He shows up to the party and the party's not decorated. The balloons are deflated and I get mad at the clown. Like the clown's just there to clown. He so, also said that he took, I believe he's the one that took the shots of the kids with the bears, but he didn't, he did not take the photos of the one with the Supreme Court document. And right. he was like, I'm just getting blamed for all of this. I would like to clear my name. So, right. Well, and, and rightfully so. These people, I mean, they're working with Balenciaga to work with a brand like that. I, I, it's still very much a household name um, or was <laughs> post this episode. Right. And, and I think honestly, you have to be phenomenal at your job to be able to do this. So I understand he's trying to clear, um, you know, his name and, and that's fine. So to the next person's feedback. So this is the designer, uh, by the name Dema Dima. And so they go ahead and say, as much as I would like to sometimes provoke a thought through my work, I would never, all capital, never have an intention to do that with such an awful subject as child abuse that I condemn, period. <laughs> um, he, they, I don't know, you know, they also guarantee that steps will be taken in, um, steps are being taken to, quote, avoid similar mistakes in the future and protect children's warf- uh, welfare. Not the warfare, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> moving on. <laughs> to uh the ceo of balenci 
Uh, his name, Cedric Sharbit. He goes on to say, the current process for con content validation has failed. Uh, the company has also created a fund to help make a difference protecting children. That's what he's saying. Um, oh, okay. my God. I just I think know. from like the creative director, like him being like, it was the wrong artistic choice of concept. Okay, so like, so this was your choice? Like this was in your so, head to like be a yeah. fucking weirdo when it comes to kids? And that's like, that's the weird, that's the weird, scary, like strangest thing about this is like that was a conversation that they had right like this is something that was in their head like oh we should include this but it's like why like what even because they're many, telling they made you these guys choices. who was in the room right like, exactly you have like, to, like i was in a meeting a creative meeting the other day and they were going over the different kinds of samples of blue like these meetings for creative calls are so fucking intricate that it's just like when someone brings up children and leather yeah, that's a great idea. Like, come on. Like, who but, was in the who was in the room? That's what I want to know. Honestly, exactly. you said you said shades of blue, and all I thought about was that scene from The Devil Wears Prada with Meryl <laughs> yes. Streep, where she's like, "Cerulean." <laughs> <laughs> that's all I ever think about. Um, Literally, what it's yeah, like. I agree. I this had to have been this by no means. I that's what I'm saying. If they chuck it off as like, oh, our intern fucked up. I'm not going to believe it because Period. this by no means, as someone who's at the bottom of the totem pole in a company, I don't think, I mean, listen, they could coin it on me, but I think even more than anyone, like at the bottom, you're always triple checking your work. Right. And I think once it gets out of your hands onto the next person, like that person also checks your work and their work that they add. And that's kind of how the chain works in large projects like this. So my conspiracy theory is that, Everything was approved, da 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 da, because people would have raised flags, right? People mm -hmm. would have been like, mm -hmm. "Hey, what's going on with this?" Right? I think that once everything was approved and sealed, someone had to go in there and swap out the mm -hmm. paperwork willingly. I, that's what I think. That's my conspiracy theory. I have no proof. You think um, someone just some freak running around that went in not, and was like, "I want to do this." I wouldn't be surprised if it's not, what is that called? Not a mole. Or like someone, someone who's up, 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 up there, who yeah. has all the all the privileges, all the access was probably like, you know what? Like, maybe they are a pedo. Maybe, I don't know. Like, I don't yeah. know what the, because, you know, a lot of people are saying like Illuminati and they drink the kid's mm, blood. Exactly. Right. Weird shit. No, we'll never forget that whole scandal with, what was it, Wayfair or the other mm -hmm. company? Yeah. The children mm -hmm. in the With the human trafficking. The kids. Yeah. Right. So people are always looking for a reason to kind of like, get that pot stirred but i do think that someone over like there was an override on privilege yeah. and they went in and swapped out the documents because the documents to me seem placed that shot that the photographer took it's fucking court documents who's gonna read they're boring yeah. you know what i mean like it's but not if like they're that high up you have to have someone who goes in there and photoshops it for you you know what i mean like this probably. is deeper than what it is and like I read somewhere. I also too love conspiracy theories. Kim K took around seven days to release a statement. Yeah, yeah. Lala was on a podcast and she was like, I was one of the first. She's like, if you think about all the celebrities that have done Balenciaga ads, why did it take so long for them to release statements? Mm -hmm. Like, so some, honestly, there's something that's a deeper. Great, that's a great fucking point. And uh, before we move on to our last topic, I do want to talk briefly and quickly about the celebrities responses. Um, I know you guys have a couple of celebrities that um, we can bring up if we'd like to. 
I'm going to start on Kim K. And I know a lot of people are like, oh my God, she's not the only one that wears Balenciaga. I know other people wear Balenciaga. To your point, Vanessa, yes, Lala was the first one. And I honestly think she's the only one that has Mm -hmm. done it properly because she Mm -hmm. really was like, here's screenshots, you know? Mm-hmm. And she was she's like, I'm done. She was like, right. this is it. I'm cutting right. the cord. This said, is not cool. Period. I'm out. Right. Yeah, exactly. I concur. So Kim Kardashian, here's her statement. Um, as we all know, she's endorsed them several times. I think why people keep asking where she has been is because she's probably the most noticeable celebrity that also very openly advertises for them. Yeah. Right. So that being said, Kim says, and I quote, I have been quiet for the past few days, not because I haven't been disgusted and outraged by the recent Balenciaga campaigns. And she goes on to say um, she's currently reevaluating her future relationship with the brand and basing it off their willingness to accept accountability for something that should have never happened to begin with. So essentially, she's saying she's like, I have been quiet, but I was quiet because I, I was disgusted and I'm not cutting ties. I'm going to base my rekindlement on how they act on something that should have never happened so to me that's a bullshit response like Mm -hmm. you're a mother Mm -hmm. of four children you know that everyone's expecting for you to jump to front and center and say like hey listen all jokes aside money aside like this is wrong i don't stand by it (laughs) it's almost like what hold like what hold could they possibly have on her because like I mean, I she doesn't need the money. She does. Does she really like need this endorsement? Like I, she's a spokeswoman for them, I guess is technically her title, I would say. But like it, the fact that she just can't openly be like, I'm done and I'm over this, especially being a mom of four, especially being so open about like and she's a good mom, too. You know, and she's so caring of her children. I think this is just one of the big this is like just such a bad look for her. And like, obviously, you know, like I love the Kardashians and I would like defend them but in this i'm just like what is like why what are you sticking with them i don't love the kardashians and i've been telling y'all that these (laughs) we know you don't need to make that clear we all you guys keep paying y'all pay for skims y'all keep paying for kylie skin y'all keep getting your good american jeans and this is the type of shit (laughs) because those are good products (laughs) no i don't give a fuck my money goes anywhere but to them and anyway i put my money where my mouth is you guys i will release my tax audits you can go through everything I've ever purchased in my life. I've do you never own any? Thought. Do you own anything Balenciaga, Jeanette? No, that's the one brand I don't have. All right. Well, and you never will now based on Period, this. Period, bitch. Yeah. You, you know out. what sucks? That was my first designer purchase. <laughs> and Vanessa, I was I wanted, so proud of Vanessa, myself. you put your money where your mouth is, you better light that purse up tonight in the, <laughs> in the fire. I Absolutely not. I think Put honestly, it in the barbecue. <laughs> no, it'll be fine. Give this like a couple months, oh, a couple weeks, and I think it'll blow. Vanessa, over. I honestly oh, no. think it'll blow over. Like there are brands that have done racist ads. There are brands that have done other crazy things. Like I- that's what I'm saying. I'm not defending what they do. I'm really not. But I think. I don't think this brand is completely done. I really don't think it is. Well, I think you can't. I mean, yeah. Do I think they're going to close down doors tomorrow? No, but I do think this is something that is like. Any celebrity, I mean, Kim is already getting a shit ton of backlash because she has basically said that she's not cutting ties with her. I know Nicole Kidman had like a photo that she recently posted from a campaign she just did with them and like she just shared it. So I think it was probably like contractually because, you know, they always have like those timelines and stuff laid out and people were like ripping her to shreds on Instagram. I do think it's one of those things that it'll be very telling who stays with them and, and what happens in the future. 
but like they they're gonna have to do something and especially now that they're trying to play this whole blame game thing i think that's what makes it look worse is the fact that they can't give us a straight reason as to why or how this happened because again they blame the photographer and then they blame the creative director but now they're like oh we had no idea this happened but now other people are like okay but there's no way you did it so i think that's like the one thing that is really just making them look bad and back to kim i just think it's I don't know. I don't know why she can't. I don't know if she has a contract. I don't know if she's needing that deal or if she. Even if she had a contract, she's filthy fucking rich. You like if I had a contract, I'd be like, listen, I'm going to bend over for this contract and I'm going to take it because that's the only money I'm ever going to get. This woman is probably one of the richest women in America, maybe the world. Like and also the whole empire. I'm going to touch real quick. There are other celebrities. Look it up. Teresa Judice. I think Lala Kent we mentioned Bella Hadid, Julia Fox. Um, other people have come out and made statements, so definitely go out and read those. But within the empire of the Kardashian-Jenner clan, I will say that Kylie Jenner recently released some pictures of her never-before-seen child. Oh, yes. I think her his name was Wolf. I don't know what the fuck his name is now. Might be Jack. We don't know. Baby Webster. Baby... Baby, yes. Baby Webster. <laughs> and she posted saying that allegedly her child had posted... Um, like the other kid what's her other kid's name stormy 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 had posted on accident these pictures and then people were like oh you know you're doing this to cover up because we all know what happened with juice world okay let's not forget about that and people were like oh you just juice world <laughs> what are you talking First, about she's are talking you... about astro world astro world <laughs> <laughs> talking about the juice world was also happened. dead we... though R.I.P. Not me linking them to the death of Juice World. I meant to say we all know what happened with Astro World, but her response was, "Why would I post my child to cover up for Balenciaga? This is why I don't do this. Always something to say. Like, bitch, you took the ten, thirty seconds, five minutes, however long it takes you to type with those nails to put this on to respond to someone's comment, but you couldn't take that same amount of time to make a post and address the issues." I just don't get it. I think as a public figure, you have a responsibility to stand for what's right. And they're failing to do that. Yeah, but I also think that like people comparing like her posting photos with her family to the whole situation. I think that's a stretch. Like I agree. People saying like, oh, you're doing this to cover it up. I don't think that I think that's like a crazy statement. But yeah, do should she probably have said something about it? Absolutely. But I don't think her posting photos is her covering it up. No, I don't think, I think the one statement. who had to release the statement was Kim because she's yeah. literally the face the of Balenciaga. Exactly. Right. And even Kanye West, honestly, this is the one time we'll our side with Kanye. He literally was just like, guys, this proves that celebrities literally rule the world. He literally said he's like, these kind of things happen, don't just happen overnight. Ask the people who were in the room. And I was like, Kanye, my Gemini brother. I completely fucking agree. Uh, only on this point and nothing <laughs> else. Only on this point only. Him, please stop only on this point. us with him. Okay, only great. on this point. Everything else is Listen, I, I Everything agree. else is I wild. <laughs> the whole Kylie posting pictures of her children might be a stretch. I think post your pictures and keep it moving. Like, shut up. Like, don't. Like, if you're going to be quiet, be quiet. Don't be selectively quiet. Yeah, that, that's that's picked that upset. comment probably because of Kim. For sure. Yeah. But my thing is, like, just post your pictures and move along. Yeah, that's the, true. Like, I, I agree. You know, if you're not going to say something, then yeah, don't post something at all. Then don't respond. Else. Yeah. It's but I do think sus. people coming at her because it's just like, because again, like Vanessa, like we keep saying, like Kylie, like, yeah, does she wear them? She does, but she's not, she's not at Kim's level. Like Kim literally yeah. had to 
had to say something. But even all of them have worn Balenciaga, you know, like Courtney and, and Chloe are getting like, any shit. Are they going to go back to season two and take down all those episodes where she's wearing Balenciaga? Like literally there's, there's a lot of intricacies that happen with a lot with these things. So I don't know. They also chose Dolce Gabbana to sponsor her fucking wedding, Courtney's wedding when Dolce Gabbana did a bunch of racist ads back in the day, but no one wants to talk about it. So let them know. know. That's why you can't support the Kim Jenner clan. Okay. But anyways, enough about them. (laughs) Um, you can't support nasty high fashion bad people and the collateral people that endorse those products she said or the ones who create the products actually i both what okay okay all right why can't but in addition to the kardashians all the other celebrities that also endorse these products concurred agreed 100 percent and where do i go to get my things because honestly i'm not gonna lie skims is great 10 out of 10 recommend good american jeans phenom i've never owned a pair of those those are expensive so good i got them at bitch they're at the nordstrom rack don't let her fool you good american is that sold at nordstrom rack guys (laughs) don't get them you know what else is gonna be at the rack soon balenciaga (laughs) thank god (laughs) damn well can i just rip off the tag (laughs) but on a a can i just rip the b off the bag and it's just a crop bag on a much lighter note to end our informative episode for today (laughs) It's just um, an episode. Yeah, honestly, with how dark the world is out there, I'm going to give you guys some knowledge, but also, you know, some hee hee haha knowledge. Okay, this December marks the 23rd anniversary of the publication, and I quote, magnetic resonance imaging of the male and female genitals during coitus and female sexual arousal. So if you didn't pick up what that means in science terms, in layman's terms, essentially a study was published where they saw the male pee-pee in the female VV for the first time under like an MRI scan. The only information that we had prior to this MRI of sex was a drawing from about 500 years ago where Leonardo da Vinci drew a sketch of what he thought the the female and male anatomy looked like when the penis was inside. This MRI study showed that the penis actually, well, not the penis itself, but the penis and the body it's attached <laughs> to actually take the form of a boomerang. I have so many questions. Sorry, you just did it such a terrible job <laughs> explaining this. Like, what are we even talking about? It's oh, people so- having sex and they put them in an MRI machine to see yes. what it looks like from an yes. internal perspective. The story behind it is um, <laughs> there is a scientist. His name, is Peck. his name is Peck. And so Peck reached out to a good friend of his and she's a woman. And he was like, hey, listen, Ida, I have a really cool idea. She's like an anthropologist and she's like also kind of like in the science world. And she leads, you know, a lot of like women rights, activism, et cetera. But he reaches out to her and he's like, hey, listen, I have this idea. I'd like to be the first scientist to see what happens inside when the penis is in the vagina. And she's like, let me think about it, because I guess this guy didn't have any other friends. She kind of thinks about it for about a year, gets back to him and she's like, all right, let's fucking do this. And so she brings her boyfriend, right? She brings her boyfriend into the room, the science room, whatever, where the lab is, the experiment, wherever it's going to happen. And it's her, her mans, and there's three scientists, Peck included. 
And, you know, the only reason why she trusted him was because he's got his degrees, his PhDs and all of that. But he also, honestly, believe it or not, he co-invented an artificial cornea. So this man's like kind of legit, you know? And he also had the, the, the connects to the MRI machine because you can't just walk into a hospital and ask for an MRI machine. So he had the connections, but he also had the academic gravitas um, to ensure that this wouldn't turn into like some porn category in you know Pornhub because people are fucking they weird. would take this seriously yes right right so I so found that's... a closer image so I I understand <laughs> what is the, the the penis and the vagina yes this this man was quite well endowed this is a this is huge yeah oh yeah and also too I think because like I mean I don't know I've never seen a penis in the MRI machine up until today but um you see the balls too so right, when you he see did the balls 33 years ago 23 this, this was 23, 23 years ago so before this we never would have known what goes it on it actually looks like internally right. yes correct Got and it. so but anyways a little bit more as to what happened the day of so the couple ida and her boyfriend which i don't know if he's also a scientist or if he's just along for the ride but they get in there and essentially they're like all right let's do missionary and Ida's like, actually, I don't get pleasure from missionary. And I was thinking to myself, as I was reading this article, I'm like, girl, you try to get pleased? You're literally about to get watched. You're a science yeah. project. Right. It, like, and you're trying to, that's what you're concerned about? Okay. And I'm not going to lie, MRI machines are tight. Have yeah, you guys ever right. got an MRI? No, right. I've seen my dad. <laughs> that man barely, that man barely went in. <laughs> I literally was thinking about it, and I was just like, "How do you go in there?" And those machines are loud. They're yep. so loud. I was like, "This doesn't sound like a pleasant experience." I wonder if they like right. totally can't make noises or or something. They were like, so, "Stay quiet." So I read into that because I was trying to figure out like, how does this happen, right? So it had been tried several times before, and the dudes couldn't stay hard because of, I'm assuming yeah. the environment or like whatever and this is the first time this couple here Ida and her man was the first time it was done successfully and without Viagra and for 45 minutes damn okay. period that's a proper okay. MRI scan because usually it takes Honestly, like an hour to get a good one listen Ida I don't know what you're doing girl but you're doing something because that man right. was in it to win it so essentially to give you some feed like some background as to what happened that day so they go in there whatever she was like hey like are we doing this or not and they were like all right so they undressed the three scientists went outside the glass window to go watch and study science and so they get in there her she was she says at first she was a little concerned that her man wasn't going to be um erect and they were going to try the missionary and then she's like i'm not going to get pleasure from that part so they're like let's go ahead and do the spooning position so she puts her buttocks on his groin area and she reaches back to be like to help him out with the situation mm -hmm. and pleasantly surprised he was ready to go so she's yeah, like that's a big that's a big dick it like literally turns into a boomerang right so then yeah. she's like all right let's do this so then they get into position and so they asked her like okay like was it like did you enjoy it this is a quote from her and i quote after a while it became pleasantly warm warm in the tube and we truly succeeded in enjoying each other in a familiar way so i'm going to translate that for you guys she liked it um right. <laughs> she came <laughs> because i mean she's just the lady the way she explained it very eloquent they had an intercom where they would like jump in you know kind of like the flight attendants or whatever yeah and there's an intercom in there 
Yeah, and they would yeah. say things like, and I quote, the erection is fully visible, including the root. But like, can you imagine, you're like, you're actually, Ida's fully enjoying herself in a familiar way, and then all of a sudden, they're like, hello, hold that pose. You know, like, they're just trying to like, see see the things in different ways. I don't know. I thought this they're was They're like, please hilarious. stop thrusting. So the I thing is go- that like, when you get an MRI, you're not allowed to move. So they yeah. so they stood in that position for 45 minutes. That's actually quite impressive. Right. And then also she was like, we would try not to laugh. And then she's like, when they would tell us to hold the pose, we would try to lay completely still with jupe inside of Ida. So like, wow. so like, let's say they were thrusting and enjoying themselves. And then they're like, hold. Stop. I'd be, really <laughs> mad. I'd be mad. Right. I'd be yeah. like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Thanks to these very brave people. Now we know what happens with the. I hope they're still together. I mean, I feel like that's a very bonding experience. I hope they lasted long. They have a happy life together. Do you imagine yes. she got pregnant off of this, and then they'd be like, "Oh yeah, we can see you in an MRI tube." Yeah. Do you want to see a picture? More. So yeah, I guess after the forty-five minutes, they were like, "All right, we're done. You can finish." And the you homie finished. finished. They so, they dimmed the lights, and then they gave them said, their privacy. Y'all go off, do your thing. But yeah, I just thought that was fucking wild. You know, shout out to Ida. She says that even though like she was a little because th- this interview did ask her like, "How did you feel in a room full of men or whatever?" The fact that men were there to study a woman's body kind of just gave her that extra push that she needed to to get it going, I guess. She sounds like a badass. Honestly, she is. Go her. If yeah. they wanted to get um, real freaky, they should have done like an Eiffel Tower in there. That's what oh, I want to know. God, you think they that would have fit? Hell no. They would have needed a big Maybe one. it's like an open air. They do have open air MRI scans like now. Off the top? Like there's yeah. no top part? Let it down um, like a convertible? If I you would want to see anything in MRI, what would you want to see? Like from my own body? No. Just like this idea that like people having sex, like what else would you want to see in an MRI? Ooh, this is nasty. But like taking a poop. <laughs> oh, like the bowel moving? Like a bowel movement. I think that'd be interesting. Interesting. That's a good maybe, one. Maybe like cramps or like whatever, like I would say, I would just say like my stomach as a whole, because you know, I'd be getting, I'd be having <laughs> that stomach is like, problems. I'm trying to get down to the bottom. Of <laughs> and I, I have some questions, but also like I get like really bad stomach cramps. And I just wonder what that is that causes us so much pain, even like when you're on your period, like what aren't like, I just want to see it. Like, are there real, is there actually something that is being torn apart because that's what it feels like Mm -hmm. or, or things just like moving around. I think that'd be interesting to see. Not to be freaky, but I think like anal sex, I think would be really interesting to see in there. Like, is there something being impacted, you know? Yes. Well, listen, it's been 20 years. Now we got to, I mean, it's due for an update, the study. Let's do the butt one. Yeah, maybe we get it in color. Yes. Let's do the butt one. I also think they did it at a good time, which was like 1990s. Now everybody would, like, the press would have a field day with this. They'd be like, we need to know. Release the documents. (laughs) This is the end of our episode, guys. Thank you for listening. We'll catch y'all next week. Thank you so much, gossipers, for listening to another episode of Gossipin', the podcast where we gossip while we sip please be sure to follow us on instagram and tiktok at gossiping podcast and tune into new episodes or go ahead and binge the old ones um wherever you get your podcasts we will see you next week bye, bye. see ya